how does one achieve their financial goals though like with all of that said you know yeah how do you really achieve your because a lot of times discipline mm-hmm. it, it just look you have to have an actual plan when you say it's a goal it's like oh i want to be rich i'm i'm the guy that'll be sitting but there with sometimes, the pen. They say, sometimes they say when you when you sometimes when people become disciplined you call them cheap you know you, you no, hear people no, no, say, no, no, oh, I this guy's cheap. You know, he's a cheap guy. What Don't exactly words in my mouth. About I never said cheap. <laughs> I said discipline. Because, Don't no, but I'm mouth. telling you, sometimes people yeah. associate discipline with money as being cheap. You know, really? you, you will, you will see, you will see a, a typical, let's just go, typical black guy. You know, he probably doesn't want to, to, um, spend money on a fa- fancy restaurant on a fancy dinner on a fancy probably wants to just go to real jerk or you know keep right. it you know and then keep the money in the community that's what he wants to do <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and you find you find him, him labeled as being cheap right because very very um very seldomly do you hear people of other ethnic groups refer to each other as being cheap right yeah right this is part of the that. colonial mindset of what keeps us broke is that when people are being sensible and prudent, you call cheap. I said, you think, let me ask you a question. And I'm being politically incorrect. Uh, do you think Jewish people would say that about each other? No. Interesting. They Interesting. don't. They don't. They don't. And they're so rich. Interesting. Interesting. But why don't notice notice that that the, the, the connotation we have about saving money and being frugal. And being disciplined with your money uh, is has a negative connotation in our community, and it's like we have to start looking at those things of just saying, "Why do I think being sensible with my money is a bad thing?" Because we've been trained to be consumers and not creators of things. We are trained to like spend our money. We get our money. We trained to. Like, I get my money. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy wheat. The money doesn't even stay in our community. We get it. First thing we do is hand it right back to the white people. We go straight out and spend it. You're paying your heat, your hydro, your rent, your bills. You go out and buy diapers. You're putting gas in your car. You spend it all right back in their community. But that brother who's saying, let's go go to the real jerk. That's my man. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you call him cheap. You know, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm joking about that whole thing, but it's like really no, here's something, exercise I'd want people to look at. It's like, Put aside 10% of the money you spend and make sure you spend that in a black business. Go find one. I don't care if it's a hair product. I don't care if it's if it's a clothes. I don't care. Put 10% of your budget back and put it in a black person's hand. Find something to, like, find it. Not just a FET. Those are nice. That don't count. FET don't count. Sports does not count. I'm talking, go find a small black business Somebody who's doing taxes, somebody's doing accounting, somebody who, who's running a bakery. Go buy. I know the bread's a little more expensive. Buy one loaf from them, and buy the rest from Costco, wherever you gotta go buy it. But put some money in black people's hands. Like start the habit and the discipline of spending in our our community and getting comfortable with that. Like I get my hair cut, but I make sure it goes to a black person. I make sure of that. I do a project in Trinidad and I'm shooting a film. I make sure I hire black people. I make sure I have the crew's local and the other half from up here and I'm making sure everybody I hired, it was two white people on the crew. But I look in for black people because when I shell out forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 of money, I want it to go into a black man's hand. And I, I tell you, it's one of the warmest days of my life that I cut in that check for $40,000 and 
and went to deliver the check at his house and he was home with his baby and both of us walked to the bank and he was holding his baby in his arm with a stroller and I like signed a check for 40 grand and I handed it to him and he deposited the teller who happened to be a black woman. It was just the most amazing day. And, and, <laughs> and he just deposited that. that money to his account and it was just, she's like $40,000 and I'm like, yeah, it's from my account to thing and bang, it's bang, funny. bang. It's and it was just like, that, Ricardo, because a lot of, a lot of other ethnic groups. I don't. I don't like to single out um, ethnic groups, but probably I should. Um, but you find they help each other to get to where they need to get. Absolutely. And like you'll find, like Chinese, they'll move to a country and there'll be like ten of them living in a house. Right. And you wonder why ten of them living in a house. You know, they will. They, their family back home will offer. Will give them credit. You know, give them stuff on credit so right. that they can establish businesses and places that they've come, you know, and, and they've helped each other that way. And um, with the Jews, you'll find, you know, they only they only do business with their people, you know. Right. Right. It's part of the culture. And you find this one little black community. Every time you do something, they're they're just geared towards pulling you down like like a crab right. in the bucket mentality. Like they're always trying <laughs> to fight to 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 take you down it's like why are you trying to take me down i'm trying to like where's the love to bring you up where's the love right. you know um why do you think that, that our culture our, our i don't want to say it's our race because it might just be our yeah, culture, it's, culture. it's it's I've, I've thought long and many hours of my life thinking about this and looking at this from places i've lived uh, all over the place and i actually track in my business like how many black businesses I'm dealing with, how many black businesses use my services, how many other calls, like I track it. I'm like, I want to know. I'm like, is it true that black people always stiff you with money and is it more difficult? And I tracked the numbers and it was no. White people stiff me, black people stiff me, white people paid me, black people paid me. Largest contract I ever had was from a black person, like for $100,000 a month. Like it's, it didn't matter. In the end, the numbers were awash. It was like everybody did everything. Now, when it comes to us pulling each other down, uh, we have to understand the, the, the context of Black people. Uh, not only, you have to say, where are you and what's going on? And like, what are the forces around that? So I look at how do we get here? We are forcibly taken and put here. And then we are wrapped in colonialism. If slavery, then they beat and break your, 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 your mind and your thinking. And they design your communities in such a way that it breaks the family apart. It breaks trust and it breaks... Uh, our connection to each other down. And the natural outcome of that is that we shouldn't trust each other, that we shouldn't love each other, that we shouldn't like each other, that we would want to pull each other down. It's a natural outcome. It's it's planned, orchestrated, and it's it's, I don't care who you put in that scenario, that will be the outcome that happens. It's not a black thing. It's a circumstance that we're experiencing. We have to devoid ourselves from the circumstances that we experience and start stepping back and looking at it and saying, why is it that I don't trust black men? Why is it that I don't trust black women? And who told me that? And what makes that true? And is it true? This is why I like to look at the numbers. Do black people always stiff you in business? I counted. Nope. Someone saying that society has put our culture not to unite. Absolutely. It's, it's designed not to do that. And here's the other thing about black people. That is a language of uh, a colonial thinking of looking at black people as one thing. And black people are the most diverse religions, cultures, languages, uh, continental histories. Like we are everybody. So there is no black culture. There's just, you know what I mean? There's African people. 
And we are everybody. We speak all the languages. We, so there is no, when you look at another culture, whether it's Jewish, Chinese, um, Russian, I don't care what it is. There's one language. It tends to be a dominant religion. There tends to be one, a, a culture that everybody agrees to, you know, all Russian, all French people, like there's a thing. When you look at black people, I'm like, I could have been born in, in, in South Sudan and I'm a different cat than if I was born in Trinidad. And what about Brazil? And what about North America? And what, like, we're all different, but we're all black people. So we have to like understand where that notion's coming from. It's from a white gaze and start saying, let's start looking at ourselves. It's like, no, we are the planet. We are the majority and we define ourselves. And it's like, we are more than that. So there isn't one religion, one culture, one language, one understanding that we come from. There are many. So the key is to find people who have the same understanding you have and work with them and set the example. And then other people will join in, but you're not going to get everybody to agree and shit like that. That ain't going to happen. That's like, look at me. White people have Democrats and Republicans. Nobody calls that separate white people. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, we keep looking at this stuff. Like, like if black people, the only people that disagree, tell that to a Democrat and a Republican. And both of them white from America in one culture. And they will fight like cat and dog. Like, it's designed to be like that. Everybody will have that same result. It's not just that we are not special. With, with um, H&M, um, you know, their little, their little... Smartest monkey in the jungle, yeah. The smartest monkey in the jungle and had to close down over 120 stores. Beautiful. You know, or probably more. And because Black people said, hey, we're not going to your store because you're making fun of Black people or you're, yeah. you're you know, you're perching monkeys you. Yeah. Right, and then and, and on the other, on the flip side of it, look at Black Panther and how, like millions, like what is it, five hundred million in the first yeah. week, yeah, of opening, like hundred million dollars like, a year or something, almost it was making, a billion with a two two million dollar budget. <laughs> you know, it's like, like it's really amazing. Like if we learn how we can, if we learn to support each other and support our own we could stop being the minority and be the majority. Well, the thing is, we are the majority. <laughs> uh, and, and this is all part of this colonial thinking and this whole mindset of like, uh, we are minorities. I'm not a minority. I, I'm the majority. And I look at myself from a context of the planet, not your context of North America and how you want to view whatever you want to view. I'm like, on the planet, this is the most normal motherfucking thing there is. Mm-hmm. I said, being white is abnormal. And it, and it tricks us. Like you, you shift the size of country, continents on maps to adjust the thinking behind it so we feel smaller. No, no, no. Having melanin is the most normal thing in this world. And when we refer to ourselves as minorities, we are subjugating ourselves to that idea that somebody is the majority when they're not but they put that yeah. that that's how they define us on paper exactly you know, like, you can, and this is why language is so important and this is why a document they'll ask you what race are you and, and i always opt to not answer hmm. i'm like my name and, and that's always something that's kind of been ingrained in me i'm like i'm not gonna name my child any name that sounds like they're from a specific that's how wakanda. i've always been wakanda <laughs> Yeah, child, I I, no, I, no, because I don't, I, I really feared having my child 
you know, to face that sort of music when right. it came to hiring, when it came to being acknowledged or being receiving awards or, you know, being recognized. Um, but it's time that we probably get out of this mentality and think, think of ourselves yeah. as the majority so that we can actually, and, and up to not respond. I, I mean, I now I do not respond when it's listed on there. What do I classify myself as minority? But I've classified myself right. as JL. That's who I am. Right. You know, I and check that has... black every time. I'm like, well, fuck it, let's do it, let's go. I'm like, I check it off. That's what I want to do. I'm like, what, what, what you got to say? I'm like, it's. I've been into job interviews back in the day when I was applying for jobs, and you know, the the name privilege showed up where it's my name is Ricardo McRae, so you're not expecting, you know, a Spanish guy. <laughs> Somebody yeah, tell me, Spanish guy, Spanish. some floppy hair and shit, you know, looking. And I show up and I say Ricardo McRae, and I stand up. I said yes. And he goes, Ricardo McCray's louder. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And he's looking at my resume and it's like, stellar. And he's like, he's like, all right, let's uh, tell me about this. Tell me about that. Tell me about, and I put stuff on there. It was like, I ran the black student council for this. And I was, you know, was executive sales director of this company and that, all that shit. And uh, I'm like, you deal with yourself, man. I'm like, I'm me. I'm like, I'm awesome. If you can't see that, I'm like, this is part of why I have my own company and my own business. I'm like, I'm tired of expecting other people to see what I can contribute. I'm just going to do what I got to do. It's my wife yeah. laughs at me. We, we joke in the house. She calls me Django. She goes, this dude is riding around with a blue shirt and frills and shit. I'm like, what's up? I'm like, oh, you want to? But it's, 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 I, 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 I know my existence is confronting. Uh, and I never realized just how much, a free mind uh, upsets systems, but my mind is free. And when, because my mind is free, I act differently and I walk differently and I do different things. And that upsets anybody who is, who loves order and structure and the way things are. So my mere presence is like a black man in a blue shirt with frills riding up on the plantation going, what up? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that confronting in, in everywhere I go. Speaking about that, um, tell us about your podcast and what inspired yes, it. My little baby, my first little baby. The Framing, uh, the framing Podcast is one the of these. Name. The, the name. name. How did I name that? It was, I, I did the podcast for myself. Like, I really don't care what anybody, I, like, I did this thing. I'm like, I'm just going to do this. I want to do it. And the Framing Podcast came out of uh, my very first mentor who cussed me and spoke to him for 15 minutes on the phone. Like ah. anyway, he was talking up to me about the value of things. Uh, we were talking about art and life, and he's like, "The it was Jeffrey Holder, and he said, uh, I dance on the side of the street. It has one value. I'll get pennies. I'll get a couple of dollars. But if I do that exact same dance at Carnegie Hall, I'll make millions. He's like, why? Is it more valuable? What makes it valuable? The frame." The perspective through which people look at something changes its value. What's more important than the painting is the frame that it lives in. Very true. Like what's more important about the experience of black people in this world is the frame that they live through. Are you a minority? Are you tolerated? That's a frame. Like fuck that shit. Don't, don't tolerate my ass. I will ride out of here in a horse. You know, it's, it's, I, I want, 
I want the most elegant, beautiful frame <laughs> because I determine the value based on that frame. And when you apply that principle to your life, when I do Black in Canada, I'm framing Black people in a way that's elegant, professional, and awesome. Big pictures, I could see your face. Uh, when I do Wedge 15 and I put my face on the front, I'm like, I'm framing. I have to tell people it's a Black business. I'm right here. I own a company. What's up? I When uh, I do and financial services, I don't have to say it's a blah, blah. I say, oh, what's up? Like, my presence is the frame. And so the framing podcast was my way of looking at life. That's how I look at life. Like, what is the frame through which I'm seeing people or I'm seeing things? And what is the, let's look at creativity and like the value that's created in it, in the world. It's, if people say, oh, creativity is for children and I think you can't make no money being artists. And really, that's how I've been feeding my family. So you're saying it don't work? <laughs> you know, would you... Like, so you have to shift your frame, shift your perspective. And if you shift your perspective on anything, it'll be completely, completely different. I don't, tell me something that's awful. You, here's an example. We were talking and then I made a joke about uh, the black guy want to take you to the Jamaican restaurant for stuff. And I'm like, look at my frame on that. Yeah, he's trying to put money back in the black community. Now, all of a sudden, everybody want to go to that restaurant. But, but we, versus but we're thinking why you're being cheap. <laughs> right. Yes. He yes. could, you know what I mean? Like it's, you just shift the frame on it. And the exact same scenario looks completely different. Look at how you have police officers getting off time and time again when they gun black people down, specifically black men and people of color and women, because they go to court and the lawyer puts a frame on that shit to create reasonable doubt when they have video of you shooting a motherfucker in cold blood. And they get off because of the frame. Like the frame is very important. We have to look at how the media is framing us. You have to look at how world star hip hop is framing us. You have to look at how jokes people make are framing us. It's not, it's not, I don't take that stuff lightly. I, I don't have a television in my house for that reason. I've not a TV for over 12 years. It's the frame is not good. And I refuse to look at it. I will not play the game. I will not play the game. You, you'll direct your path. I will you'll choose to I'll build a website. Everything. I'll put it up and it'll get a million people. I'll do my own thing, right? I'm, like my presence is confronting for that reason. And I get that. Like, I won't just be upset that the media is not doing something. I'll build a website and have it go national and international and directly compete with you. Like, I'm that guy. I'll, I'll be the one to show up in your art class and do over all the drawings until I get 100%. Like, I'm that obnoxious guy. Uh, I'm the guy that would be so pro-Black and end up, you know, the love of my life is, is Hungarian. And I, I marry her. And I'm like, deal with it. I have to deal with it, like whatever. Like, I know I'm gonna die with her. Like, that would be just, like, just who cares? Like, you know, I'm that obnoxious, and I know it. And I'm like, it's not like Ricardo. I'm like, I know, I know it's obnoxious and shit. <laughs> Does she dress up as the Blue Devil? Has she ever? Like, yeah, man, that was that was one of the first things. Like that was that was one of the first things uh, on that first conversation we were talking about carnival and blue devils and the history of it and like fighting against oppressors and all the whole thing. And she's like, yeah, I want to play. I said, okay. I said, go on the website and register. It's a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. She Ricardo went, is also a big ad core. I'm going to turn my camera so you can see how hardcore I am. Look at this. <laughs> that is a blue devil blue photo. Devil. Yes. Oh. And 
That is us. I remember one one carnival in Toronto. I didn't expect to see you, and you like you. I, I was on the on the road, and you saw me from the back, I guess, and you came up and you dirted all with that blue paint. It's only then oh. you started to have fun. It was so good. <laughs> Look at you still wearing blue to this day. <laughs> <I said I'm- laughs> Ricardo, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to put all your handles on the video so people can visit you, um, visit your podcast. It's on iTunes. It's called theframingpodcast.com. You can go on his website, www.ricardomccray.com. He's on Instagram. So yeah, catch me on Instagram. Instagram. That's where I'm having fun. Um, always posting stuff. Um, so you can check him out on there. Also on YouTube, just his name. Ricardo McCree, the Spanish and white name. <laughs> the Spanish white black man. The Spanish white black man who's married to a white woman, right? <laughs> um, check him out. It's lovely. It was really nice chatting with you. Um, and you you gave us so much tea, you know, on on everything, you know, on on being black, on black in Canada, on you know, to touch on your on your life, a little bit on your work, what you've done. Um, the, the, the financial broker aspect of it and, you know, encouraging black people to remain as, let us all remain as the ma- majority and stop thinking ourselves as the minority, you know, yeah. and um, that's really important. And I take that with, with a grain of salt, um, but it was so nice to have you. Thank you for having me. Um, Thank you. It was, you, you it was a pleasure. I, um, uh, I'm deeply honored and I enjoy our chats as we always do. And I'm glad we're able to share the jokes we have <laughs> with everybody else. And I hope everybody who is watching enjoyed this and uh, does something. I hope it, you know, tweet at me or something and let me know your thoughts. Like, I, I, I love to get, don't just have that thought in your well, head. Like, tweet at me or hit me up on Instagram. Like, I love to know, like, what did you think about this? What are your thoughts? And uh, yeah, so reach out to me, find me, Ricardo McRae everywhere on your favorite platform i'm around i'm uh, very findable so very very findable i'm very Thank findable you, you're and welcome I, you, you know i i hope you know that you know your wife did not take any offense you know because we what we talk, we talk a lot of shit you and i you know like you know to the whole white black thing um it's a topic talk i don't really it. like to talk talk about Why? something that i don't really like i don't know it's just something that makes me so uncomfortable because i don't like to see the race thing but it's something that you have to talk about because it's there. yeah you got to talk about you know? it yeah we talk about and, it all the time it's and, not ain't no thing about that i mean you've spoken so, so highly of her and everything and every time you know we've spoken and everything and i know i have no doubt that you've married your soulmate um so so but we have to talk about it, you know? We have to. We have to. We have to. If, we you have can't to keep pretending it. like it doesn't exist. It does exist. It's, it, it doesn't exist, but people enough people believe that it does, uh, that we have to talk about it. If we don't talk about it, it'll just be a little... No, let's, let's keep it real. It's like, have the conversation. I'm, I'm like, it's... One day I'll get on the marriage bus like you. I'm telling you, <laughs> but, man. Marry that man. But until then... <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep. You drinking. give him my I'm number. Keep, I'm gonna have a chat I'm with him. I'm gonna even talk my to you. With my finger up, <laughs> you tell that man to call me. I give him my number. It's like six four seven. Tell him text yeah, me. Know, we have a chat. He knows, he knows 
knows so much about you. And then he I, and I, like even before we spoke, I was saying, you know, how comfortable I am. I'm like, I need a guest that I'm super comfortable with, you know, I can talk to, I can relate, I can speak about anything. And he's like, you know, just go for it, you know. I'm really happy that you could be um the my my very first. And um I did not feel as much butterflies as I thought I would. Um, but yeah, thanks for being yeah, so thanks this for being is my be first amazing. guest. Like, Thank you. congratulations on like Thank you. doing all of this. Like, you created this whole podcast, like while being pregnant, having a baby, and you've pulled this beautiful website together. You've created the show, we like live on Facebook. You've done so so much, and you had a baby while doing all of it and got it done within six months. Like, it's a huge feat, and I want to congratulate you on how amazing and impressive this is. You. Of all the people I've ever spoken to, you are the very first person to ever produce these kind of results on your own, just like with grit and hustle of hundreds of people I've spoken to. So it's know you're awesome. No, this is gonna be a y'all need to watch the show. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be no, I, I, I like you know, I, I just learn, you know, I every day I learn, you know, you gotta keep the the friends that really encourage you, you know, and really keep pushing you, your drive and stuff. Yeah. And, and encouragement is not just all, eh? Because sometimes, you know, some people tell you, hey, do this, do that, do that. But they know something can work and they don't say, why don't you try this? You know, why don't you try that? And I'm so grateful for that time. That day we sat down in that cafe, you know, on, in Yorkville and you kind of just gave me all these different things. And I, I had no intentions of moving on it when I, when you did. I, but I, it stayed at the back of my mind. And the second I felt, okay, I need to do this. Cool. I just went back and I just pulled out everything. And I was like, I'm doing this. I'm Good. doing this. And and you didn't even know that I was doing all no, of this. I was like, you just surprised me. I was like, why don't you do this? Like, no. <laughs> I, I can't believe I built a website. Like I did my own website from scratch. Like, dude. I'm telling you, it's, it's, <laughs> all I'm going to tell everybody is this. Is it a little bit of action? will solve just about every problem you have. Seriously. Like you just took the actions. You asked for help and you took actions. Thank you. There was no, there was Thank nothing. You. And then boom, all of a sudden you got an awesome podcast. People lined up shows like sponsors. I know, the whole I have deal. some like, really good, really good, art, really good um, persons coming up. To, uh, who's coming up next? Tell uh, us about who's next tomorrow, coming on the show today. Tomorrow, look at you, look at you. Tomorrow we got... <laughs> Dwayne Mitchell, who is an actor right here in Toronto, but he's um his both parents are actually Dominican. Um, so he is actually he just got added on to do um DC's Titans. So he's uh, he has a show every every Thursday on CBC called Little Boy, uh, wow. where he plays a boxer. Um and he's also in Star Trek Discovery. Um, yeah, he's, 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 run, he's doing things. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's doing things. And so he's going to be our guest tomorrow. Um, I will not normally come on every, um, twice, a, twice in a week, It'd normally right. be once a week. Um, it just happened that I need to get four shows out in March and because of the holidays and all of that. I need to ensure that timing in the world. It's like, we just do it. But, yeah. Four shows every month. So I hope that I can produce and bring four shows <coughs> to you every single month. Uh, so that's why it played out where he's on to you on today and he's on 
tomorrow. But um, after that, it will go every if one one Saturday, then the following Sunday, one Saturday, the following Sunday, and that's mm. how it that's okay. how it will work out until we nice. get everything going on. And of course, you know, like being here, I live with my family, and you know, I I feel you know like I have to be in a, a space where you know you're quiet, quiet, and everything. And yes. then my son, I have to feed him. I you know yeah, you got it. <laughs> Just that mother in you. I'm, <laughs> I'm breastfeeding exclusively, so right now I feel a little tingles. You know, I'm looking it's at like the you time. Gotta go. gotta go. So so all of this, all of this, doing all of this. And sometimes people probably think I'm crazy, but I don't care. I'm just doing me. Oh. You know, uh, I'm just doing me. And don't, don't believe the hype. I, it's just like... I, re- I have dreams for myself and I'm going to get there. I remember one of my friends is actually on the on you know commenting on the podcast. Well, oh sorry, while we're actually on he kept live on the facebook he, yeah he mess yeah he messaged me and he's like you know your volumes are low and you know he's guiding me and stuff like that and he's you know and i remember you know say to him i'm gonna be famous you know and and he's he's like he's like yeah i believe you're gonna be famous you know <laughs> so, like, uh, <laughs> like i'm going to be famous so you either <laughs> want to be on famous. that same train or you want to stay down because because when i go i'm gonna pull people with me i'm not going yeah. alone no, I, yeah, I don't believe in going alone. Going alone is no fun. No fun. No, no fun at all. There, like, nobody to play with. You're just exactly. here by yourself. Exactly. You might as well bring some people. So whoever wants to stay on with me on that train, let's ride. Whoever wants to get off, you can stay in the bus stop. <laughs> stay in the bus stop. Yeah, we got to Thank you very much again. Uh, but we got to go. That's the time. That's the time. And thanks again to all those of you who are tuned in. I know Ricardo will continue probably messaging underneath the box you know in facebook yes i'm gonna jump on there and see what uh, see what people are saying get into <laughs> it'll be on i will i'm planning on probably editing this and probably throwing it on youtube and getting little clips of it here and there and everywhere and of course if you subscribe to the podcast and you missed the start or you missed somewhere and you want to get it i'll be editing it and it'll be on the podcast as well thank you for Thanks to my editing skills, you know, I learned a little yes. something and I feel like I can, you know, the hustle. It's all because of the yeah. Apple computer. That's all I'm going to say. My little plug for quiet. I don't even work for Apple. Be I'm quiet. Like, <laughs> Anymore. You're welcome for introducing you to Apple. It's like, oh, I'll just make a podcast and a show and this. this is like, <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks That's very awesome. much, Ricardo. Awesome. You're and, welcome. Uh, get back to your family. Thanks again. You're thanks welcome. to all those of you who tuned in. Until next time. Bye. And have a little bit of cacao every day. eh? A little (laughs) cacao. The belly, nice and warm throughout the day. (laughs) Bye. Take care. Bye bye.